This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. Russ Brinkley will read for us from a selection there in Joshua 7 and 8. I ask that you would please turn in your Bible with me to Joshua chapter 7, verses 19 through 25, please. And we ask that the Lord would richly bless us as we read his word together. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and honor him. Tell me what you have done, and do not hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver, and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and there it was, hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites, and spread them out before the Lord. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, took Achan, son of Zerah, the silver, the robe, the gold bar, his sons and daughters, his cattle, donkeys and sheep, his tent and all that he had, to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you brought this trouble on us? The Lord will bring trouble on you today. Then all Israel stoned him, and after they had stoned the rest, they burned them. Over Achan they heaped a large pile of rocks, which remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Therefore that place has been called the Valley of Achor ever since. And now we ask Pastor Lou to share his insight on these verses. Thank you. Today's message is entitled, Are You Achan for a Breakin' or a Breakthrough? based on Joshua chapters 7 and 8. We're going to see, first of all, Achan, and how he was Achan for a break-in. You see, Achan disobeyed the Lord. Achan stole, he lied, he hid the goods. Achan was pinpointed out to confess, and he was dealt with. Now, for victory, a breakthrough, Joshua was assured by the Lord of victory because he cleaned house. Joshua held out a javelin 
as he was told. This morning, Andy Morch came in with a curtain rod. And I said, that's perfect. Can I borrow that? So I have a javelin illustration here to share with you later in the message. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for your word. Your word teaches us the way to go and the way not to go. Lord, may we delight in you. Because when we delight in you, first and foremost, you grant the desires of our heart. But Lord, when we take our eyes off of you and do things our own way, we make a big mess of things and we get into big trouble with a capital T. Lord, help us to focus on you. Help us to have a breakthrough and not be aching for a breaking. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, first of all, Achan disobeyed the Lord. It says in Joshua 6, 18, and this was the warning of God before he said, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. So God is telling Joshua, he's guaranteeing the defeat of Jericho, this major fortified city. But he's also telling him, make sure no one takes any of the spoils. They're to be devoted. Devoted means they're to be devoted to destruction. They're no good, they're contaminated, and they will steer you astray, destroy everything. Those are the instructions. That is the command of the Lord that was disobeyed by Achan. Okay. Okay. Joshua 7, verses 4 and 5, when Joshua sent two spies to Ai to spy it out, they came back and said, ah, there's just a few people there. We can take them with a smaller army. Let's, let's say you send about 3,000 out of our fighting soldiers and uh, take care of I. Now, here's the problem. When we experience a big victory, guess what? We get big heads. We get overconfident. We think, rather than wait upon the Lord, let's just figure it out ourselves. And unfortunately, it seems that Joshua was a bit hasty and he took the words of the spies rather than waiting upon the Lord for God's instruction. He said, oh, this is going to be a pushover. This will be easy to defeat these people in this small town of Ai, especially after we destroyed big Jericho. So when they went to attack Ai, it says in Joshua 7, 4-5, 3,000 went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about 36 of them. And they chased the Israelites with their tails between their legs. That's my added addition. From the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. Now, in this chapter, it explains why their hearts melted um, in fear. Joshua was saying, 
if word gets out that the people of AI beat us, then all of Canaan is going to come and wipe us out. The fact that we destroyed Jericho put fear in the hearts of our enemies. The fact that God made dry land for us to cross the Red Sea and then dry land for us to cross the Jordan, that put fear in the hearts of our enemies. But now if they catch wind, that little AI chased us away. We are toast. We're in trouble. All because Achan disobeyed the Lord. But he also stole, lied, and hid the goods. In 7, 11 to 12 of Joshua, God is speaking to Joshua as to why they lost the battle to little Ai. He says, Israel has sinned. He didn't say, Achan sinned. He is saying the sin of Achan impacted all of Israel. All of Israel was guilty because one person took what was supposed to be destroyed and hid it. So there's an abomination in the camp. There's a stench rising up to the nostrils of God. Israel has sinned, God tells Joshua. They, all of them are guilty, have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. Now, guilty, of course, as we're going to find out, is Achan and his family because they were conspirators with Achan. They knew his secret and were covering up. It says in verses 11 and 12, that is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. And it says in Joshua 7.13, the second half, There are devoted things among you, Israel. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. Now some of us really need to hear this message. Because we think that sin is a cream puff rather than a rattlesnake. We take sin so lightly that we sin without blushing. We have no idea how sin impacts other people. Because Achan sinned, 36 men are dead. Because Achan sinned, the reputation of Israel has been destroyed and Canaan can come and pounce on them. Because Achan sinned, there is taboo, that is there's something absolutely objectionable there in the Israel camp. And God is not going to bless. God will not put up with the hiding of this contraband done by Achan. When you think of your life, what sin have you been trafficking in that you take lightly? What contraband have you hidden in your home? Whether it be something from the occult, or whether it be pornography, 
or whether it be uh, alcohol or drugs, whatever you're hiding and you think the Lord can't see and you think it's not affecting anybody else and you don't think there's anything wrong with it, think again. Billy Graham says revival will occur when we call sin, sin, and holiness, holiness. We are tolerating, putting up with, and hiding as if God can't see abominable things and he cannot bless until they're removed. When the gospel was preached by Paul, there were people who believed in the occult, but they trusted in Christ. Do you know what they did? They removed the books of occult from their home, and they had a book burning. They burned up all those books. Do you know why? Because God cannot bless. God cannot be with them as long as they have that garbage under their roof. Maybe it's time for summer cleaning. Clean out your house. Get rid of anything that is not pleasing to the Lord, which is a stumbling block to you. Because you will not be able to stand against your enemies until you do that. You will continue to be victimized by Satan and demons until you get rid of of that abomination from your home. Be sure your sin will find you out. And um, that is my next point. That Achan was pinpointed out to confess. God instructed Joshua to present Israel um, tribe by tribe and clan by clan and family by family, and man by man. And this is what happened, Joshua 7, 16 to 18. Early the next morning, Joshua had Israel come forward by tribes, and Judah was chosen. How was Judah chosen? Either by using the Urim and Thummim, or by uh, the pulling of lots. But somehow God was directing this to pinpoint the source of the trouble. So Judah was the tribe that was chosen. The clans of Judah came forward and the Zerahites were chosen. He had the clan of the Zerahites come forward by families and Zimri was chosen. And Joshua had his family come forward, this family come forward man by man. And Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was chosen. Uh-oh. Judah, and uh, this going down to find the needle in the haystack was pinpointed by God. So Achan was clearly the source of this trouble. And he was told to confess. And it says that he replied, Joshua 7, 20-21, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver, and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, 
I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. Now, ordinarily, I would do an entire Bible study on just this set of verses. Why? Because it's a message throughout the Bible. In the Garden of Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, Eve was tempted to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why? Because she saw it was beautiful. She saw it was good for eating, and she would be like God if she ate it. Then we have Achan. Then we have the temptations of Jesus by Satan in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4, where he's tempted to want to cover, covet and take and hide, but he says no to all that, and he stays true to his um, course of going to the cross for us. And here's the summary verse. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, which says that we are not to love the world or the things of this world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. For these are temporary and they do not satisfy, but the man who, of God or the woman of God who does the will of God abides forever. That's lasting. That's fully satisfying. So here's a temptation throughout the Scriptures. There's something that wants to catch your attention. There's something that you attach significance to if only you could get that. And there's something that you're willing to do anything to get it, and then you feel guilty about it, and you cover it up. These are the things of the world. They're not satisfying. They're temporary. And Achan fell for it. He should have focused in on the Battle of Jericho. He should not have walked into that sin. And because of that, he and his family lost their lives and all everything that was associated with them was devoted to the Lord, devoted to destruction, and the camp was cleansed. You know, that sounds very severe. In the book of Acts, chapter 5, we find that Ananias and Sapphira withheld money from the church. They sold their home for a certain price, and they agreed among themselves, they were going to say that they gave the entire amount to the church, but they had pocketed some for themselves. They lied to the Holy Spirit, and first Ananias died, and then Sapphira, his wife, died. That sounds severe. Why in the Bible are there such severe consequences at time for sin? It's to show the seriousness and the holiness of God. God wants his people to really be serious about holiness, to really be serious about obeying his word, to really be serious about taking him to heart, respecting him, honoring him, because it's the basis of community. It's the basis of how God's going to work through his people in the future. And if he allows the lack of integrity Lying and cheating tears apart the fabric of community. 
It divides people. Our country is divided because there's lying and stealing and hiding that's going on. And God will not put up with that for His people. He wants us to have truth in the inner being. He wants us to obey. He wants us to be satisfied in Him and not looking around. After this is dealt with, the Lord assured Joshua of victory. Joshua 8.1 Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack Ai. For I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Praise be to God that once there was the dealing with the sin problem, the people of Israel were back on the highway of blessing. Until you deal with the sin problem, you can't expect to be blessed. They're now on the highway of blessing, and God says, I'm going to make the way, and you're going to defeat Ai. Only this time, take 30,000, not 3,000. And this time, you can take the plunder. Isn't that interesting? God was testing his people, And Achan failed the test. Had Achan only held back for three more days for the battle of Ai to be done right, he would have been richer than rich in taking the plunder. But he took things in his own hands. Do you want a break-in or a breakthrough? If you want a breakthrough, be obedient to the Lord, wait upon the Lord, and Follow his strategies. So God tells Joshua, who is an experienced general, military general, here's what I want you to do. Just like the soldiers ran away the first time because the people of Ai were overcoming them, I want you to pretend that a group of you, 5,000 of you, are running away from them again, but have the other 25,000 behind the city, and as soon as they run out of the city, Go in and take the city and put it to flames. God tells Joshua this strategy. And he also says to him, um, the Lord said to Joshua, hold out toward I the javelin that is in your hand. For in your hand I will deliver this city. Isn't this interesting? God's going to give him victory, but he wants him to participate by faith. Hold out that javelin. As long as you're holding out that javelin, does that sound familiar? Moses, as long as he held up his staff, was given victory over the Amalekites. And so he had to have help with other people holding it because his arms were getting tired. But here's Joshua told, hold out your javelin. Now, why does God do things like that? Number one, he involves human instrumentality in accomplishing his will. Number two, he wants to see that Joshua has faith and how much faith Joshua has, because we're going to see in verses 26 and 27 of Joshua 8, for Joshua did not draw back the hand that held out his javelin 
until he had destroyed all who lived in Ai. Joshua got the job done because he was obedient, because he believed God, because he took God at his word. If God tells you hold a javelin towards a city or an enemy or a temptation that he wants you to overcome, then you do whatever he tells you. Obey God's strange strategies because his ways are higher than ours, as high as the heavens are above the earth. And notice the positive victory here. Israel did carry off for themselves the livestock and the plunder of this city as the Lord had instructed Joshua. They were richer than rich because they listened to the Lord and did what the Lord had to say. Later in chapter 8, we see that they rededicated themselves to the word of God because victory comes from the word. When we obey the word and follow the Lord and listen to him, we experience victory. So as I wrap this message up with this, would you like a break-in or a breakthrough? If you are disobeying the Lord, if you're stealing, lying, and hiding things thinking God can't see, watch out. You'll be exposed, you will confess, and it won't turn out good. There's a play on words. Why did you bring trouble on us, Joshua said to Achan. And because you brought trouble on us, we're going to bring trouble on you. And after they stoned him and they piled the rocks on top of him, it was called the Valley of Achor, and Achor means trouble. So Achan caused trouble, and trouble was brought on him, and the place of piles of rock is the place of trouble. Joshua was, I mean, Achan was Achan for a break-in. He was asking for trouble with a capital T. You don't want to be like that. Learn from people's negative examples not to do that. Learn from the dumb tax that other people had to pay so that you don't repeat their mistakes. Do some speed learning and say, you know what? I'm happy and content, Lord, with what I have. I'm not going to be greedy or covetous. I'm not going to be hasty and rush into things. I'm going to wait on you. I want to obey your word. Yes, Lord. Someone said to me, John said to me, C.S. Lewis said that God speaks to us in whispers, and if we don't listen, then he uses the megaphone of pain. And John's prayer is, Lord, may I always listen to your whisper. I don't want the megaphone of pain. Let me listen to your whisper. So God's whispering to you right now, and he says, would you like the victory? Do it my way. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and what you need will be added to you. I will give you plunder. And if I ask you to hold a spear and point it somewhere, hold a spear. Whatever I tell you to do, do it, and I will bless it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we believe your word. We believe in you. You are the God who has revealed yourself and your will through your word. And we're honored to hear these stories that encourage us to have faith in you. And thank you for the reputation of Israel that still put fear in the inhabitants of Canaan because you were their God, you were with them, you were fighting for them. And if God be for us, who can be against us? No one and nothing. So thank you for the victory we have in Jesus. 
And Jesus, we trust in You. We trust in You for the forgiveness of sins. We trust in You for eternal life. We trust in You as our Savior and Lord. You are the resurrection and the life. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through faith in You. Lord, we love You and thank You that we know You. Help us to follow You and grow in intimacy in our relationship with You on a daily basis, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.